Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors, they lost in a game that they, I guess, expected to lose. We all expected them to lose. They lost to the Denver Nuggets 131-124 in Denver because this was the makeup game from the end of December that the Nuggets bailed out on. They could have played but they said they didn't have enough players. They could have brought some in like everyone else was doing at the time from the G League or whatever, but they punted that. So this one came back to haunt the Warriors, but it is what it is. Because of this, it set up a tough back-to-back going from Denver and then playing at home against the Clippers, who were always pretty tough. So early on, Kerr decided not to play Clay, Steph, Otto Porter Jr., Andrew Wiggins, all those guys, they went home. They went back to the Bay. And this was similar to that one San Antonio Spurs game where it was a bunch of the role players and the young prospects. And if you're expecting this game to be a big fat L, I'll take the moral victory, especially after a four-game losing streak. Yes, this makes it a five-game losing streak, but let's look at this game. They played tough. They played hard. They scrapped. They got down and then kept coming back. So I'll definitely take that, especially especially from Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga. Honestly, those are the three dudes that matter the most in terms of getting these minutes and getting shots up. Moses Moody and Jordan Poole, they started and Moody was 10 for 23, but he missed a bunch of shots late. He was pretty dead on from the outset and I loved it. I loved his aggressiveness and he's tough. I like that dude a lot. He's really, really showing that he belongs. Again, that 6'6 frame, 6'11 arms, smart player, and he looks confident out there. You know, I know he's playing well and he passed up Damian Lee on the depth chart a while ago, but ever since he got popped in the eye by Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota and he had that shiner, Moses Moody, he's been playing even better. (laughs) 10 for 23, 5 for 12, 5, 6 from the free throw line, and 30 points. Jordan Poole, he came on. He hit some big threes and some clutch shots towards the end of the second quarter. He was 11 for 19, 8 for 12 from three, 32 points. Jonathan Kaminga coming off the bench, 6 for 9, only 1 for 4 from three. Hit all three of his free throws early, had four boards, 16 points. Kaminga, he's been getting called for a lot of ticky-tack fouls lately. He's getting some of the business from the refs, I feel, especially going up against vets and star players. You can see the frustration, but hopefully he can clean that up a little bit going into this stretch run. The Warriors, they are still in third place. Memphis lost the day before. And so the Warriors, for a split second, were back in second place. But with this loss, they're officially their fifth loss in a row. They are eight and a half behind the Suns and half a game behind the Grizzlies and two and a half up on the Utah Jazz, who are sitting in the fourth spot. Warriors play Tuesday at home against the Clippers. The Clippers are a tough team. They are missing their best players. They're missing Kawhi, of course, Paul George, 
And, you know, even Norman Powell, that guy's a decent scorer, even though he only played like one game for the Clippers. But the Clippers are tough. They have a tough mindset. They have size. And Ty Lue is a good coach. And Reggie Jackson has been playing well. So hopefully this is a game that the Warriors can get. But how they had been playing for the past week and a half or so, they could take an L. But again, this game, even though the main star dudes weren't there tonight, I liked the energy. And hopefully Jordan Poole brings this kind of game. Moody, Kaminga, JTA, D. Lee, if they get minutes. And of course, shout out to Kavon Looney. That dude was solid again. 11 boards, 13 points, 5 of 8, only 3 for 6 from the free throw line though taking a step back these guys got some big minutes against a good team and hopefully that will pay dividends down the road one thing i'll say about moses moody is last week i talked about moody instead of pool right like will you pay pool this 80 million for four years 20 million a year and to me you know, somebody emailed me and told me to give Poole a chance. And I I totally like Poole. I want Poole to be good. I want him to be great. And I think he can be. He proved that in this Denver game when he gets some run. He just needs to figure out how that happens off the bench, right? But I think it is smart, ultimately, to sign Jordan Poole because he is an asset. And if you sign him and ultimately feel like he should be moved then you can do that as opposed to just letting him walk and then not having the salary cap space to sign anybody even close to how good he is. But the question really is, can he find that consistency and give you that effort, that aggression every single night? And with Moody, it seems like he gives that to you. He may not always shoot it great all the time, but the dude is smart. He's heady. He's a bigger player, whatnot. But the real thing is, you know, seeing those guys go off tonight, I mean, you can see rotations next season, maybe even late this season, where, you know, you got Kaminga out there, you got Moody, you got Poole. We've seen those lineups a little bit, actually, in the past week. And I really like seeing those, you know? So maybe at the end of the day, it's not Poole that you let go of, it's Wiggins, you know? Maybe there's a sign-and-trade deal somewhere there or something. Because, obviously, Kaminga could come in and play small forward. He could also play power forward, small ball center and whatnot. But once he elevates to the starting lineup for good, you know, unless Draymond is broken down, Kaminga is going to play small forward. If you keep pool, then he's still your backup guard at either position. You know, of course, they may get somebody else. But Moody is somebody that can go from shooting guard to small forward. So he's a backup in those spots. You could let Wiggins go. I like Wiggins as much as I like that dude. Poole, Kaminga, Moody, those guys just seem to want it more, you know? And yes, they are young. Yes, they haven't scored their $80 million, $100 million contracts yet. So you can make that argument. But there's just something about them where their effort and their aggressiveness is always, always at a very, very high level. But the big news of the day is that Draymond Green announced on his podcast that he is coming back March 14th. That's the most important thing that happened. That game is the Washington Wizards game on Monday the 14th at Chase Center. So 14 games, 14 games. 
we always knew Draymond was going to come back, but it makes a difference knowing when that will be. 14 games for Steph and Clay and the rest of the guys, of course, but most importantly, Steph and Clay to get a rhythm with Draymond. Okay. You know, may not be ideal, but that's a decent chunk of games. I don't think there's an update on Wiseman. I expected Wiseman to be back before Draymond, to be honest, but Draymond is clearly more important. And Andre Godala, I don't think there's a word on him yet, but again, that guy is for plug and play when the playoffs roll around. Give him like a handful of games just to get in better condition and then let him loose when you need him. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I will say this though, this whole two month long, whatever it's been, Draymond played this so well. Like he's never been more valuable. And I'm not saying that he did anything intentionally or whatnot. The Warriors, they have missed him in the locker room. They've missed him on the road for the most part. They've missed him on the court. They've missed his leadership. They've missed his defense. They've missed his offense. They've missed him just running the break, all that stuff. So he's never, never, ever been more valuable as a player, especially to these Warriors. And then during the span, I think it's been this span that he has been out where he's signed with TNT to do some media stuff. And then he started his own podcast where he was the one who announced he was coming back on March 14th. So that dude's value as a media personality, as a player, all those things just up, up, you know, for the past two months. So the dude all around (laughs) has made pretty good use of his time with that back injury. So props to him. You know what I mean? Hopefully when he gets back, it doesn't take too long to fit in with everybody. And like I've said before, he's somebody that you don't really worry about fitting in because it just takes a little while to get comfortable and familiar again because he's played with all these dudes. He knows all these dudes. And, you know, man, Steph really, really needs Draymond back. He needs him for their one-two screen roll combo. He needs Draymond to run the offense so he doesn't have to all the time. Steve Kerr needs him to be this vocal leader again to get the young guys in line. Clay needs him just to make it easier for Clay to get shots. Maybe when Draymond comes back, Clay will move the ball better because he doesn't have to work so hard. Or, or if Clay's not feeling it and forcing shots, Draymond is probably the one guy in the whole Warriors organization that will tell him, pass the ball. (laughs) You know, he's the one that's going to tell Clay, nah, you ain't got it tonight. But we'll see. We'll see. I I guess I just have a smile on my face because I'm just glad to know that there's an end date for Draymond's absence. Anyway, 
I'll call it a night with that one. That is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to check out our new YouTube channel, Oakland Warriors. The link will be in the show description. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast. It's produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.